we'll land this plane for this week. Let's pray together. Uh, Jesus, you're good to us. You have uh, been kind to let us have a lot of fun. Uh, you've been kind to bring uh, Richie and some other uh, folks in to speak to us of how uh, how much you love us, how you lavish uh, your great gifts on us. And as we enter into our final session together, uh, as we've looked at your word and what it says about manhood and things like that, we ask that uh, you continue to be merciful to us. Uh, pray for these guys that you... Uh, would, would light a fire in them, that they would uh, long to see the world uh, set ablaze for your goodness. And send in your name, we do pray. Amen. Uh, how'd yesterday go? Good day? Saw some folks jumping a lake. Anybody else do that? Lake jumpers over here? That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, all week we've been uh, we've been looking at God's word and kind of discussing what does it mean for uh, for us as you are kind of growing up uh, 2019 the world that you live in um, in a world that has come and said that uh, gender doesn't matter uh, if you flew into Denver you probably got a little bit of a surprise if you walked down uh, Denver streets the other day um, and kind of saw this firsthand uh, things that uh, we look at scripture and then encounter in the world and see that they're uh, they're almost always opposed and so as we uh, as we look at masculinity what it means to be a man uh, we always have to go back to what God says uh, he's the uh, the one who made us he's the one who made male and female and so because of that uh, he's the authority and so we look to what he says uh, about us um, you're kind of in a spot where uh, adolescence is kind of weird you get blamed for a lot of things um, that some of it's your fault some of it's not uh, but we know that uh, when we look at how we're going to grow uh, into what God says, we know that He has a purpose for men in His kingdom. Um, and with that, uh, as I said on the first day, Adam got his job description from God that he was to be uh, a farmer and a worker. He was to be a protector. He was to name some animals. Uh, he was to love his wife. Uh, he was to take care of what God had given him. And he was most importantly to be a child of God. Uh, that uh, no man is who he is apart from God and apart from a life built on him. Uh, the second day we looked at character traits. What does uh, kind of a, a man of God look like? What does he present as to the world? Um, and talked a lot about how he's faithful uh, to the word. He's faithful to his church. Uh, faithful to his wife, um, and that he uh, cares for the people around him. And so today, uh, what we're going to finish here is uh, we're going to go from, like if we started at 30,000 feet, uh, then went down to 15, right now we're going to go down to kind of ground level. Uh, This is going to be highly practical kind of things. Um, and, and really revolving around the two biggest threats that um, I have witnessed uh, in 20 years of youth ministry uh, and that your youth leaders are seeing currently. Uh, the two biggest threats uh, kind of to you uh, and your masculinity. And, um, and I say that they're threats because they come in and take something in, that's inside of you that's meant for good, um, that's placed there by God, and takes those things and it perverts them and then makes them really bad. Um, And so uh, we're going to talk about pornography today and we're going to talk about violence. Um, Violence, sort of, when I say violence, I mean probably revolving more around video gaming violence. 
Um, and so that's kind of where we'll head. Because, um, and please don't hear me say, I'm, I'm pro video game, even though I'm bad at them. Um, I, like, I don't think they're terrible. I think they're actually kind of fun. Um, and so uh, what this is going to be is more of a discussion on uh, what does that look like when it's unbridled? Um, what does it look like when it becomes an idol? Um, and what is it stirring within you? Uh, that's kind of where we'll go. Can't really make a case for porn. It's just bad all around. Uh, but video games, we can, we'll can we talk about that a little bit. Um, because we understand that if uh, there's, an, there's an old African proverb that if you don't initiate the boys, they'll burn the village down. Um, this means that uh, if, if you don't have older men coming alongside of you, and if uh, your church isn't coming alongside of you uh, to kind of show you where things are, where not to step, what not to eat, uh, that kind of stuff, uh, you're going to set the world ablaze, um, and not in a good way. And so that's why we want to kind of discuss those things, because we're always on the brink of being barbarians, right? Uh, this is kind of who um, guys are. Uh, we talked the other day about how women are built to give life. Um, they're, you know, their bodies are a vessel of life. They're built um, to nurse kids. They're built to birth kids. Uh, they're very nurturing. Uh, you're built... Uh, Big, strong, wide, destructive, right? Um, and so, really, what we're going to look at is kind of some disciplines and things like that. So, it's going to be very practical. Um, but first, um, I want to, to really talk about, we'll start with pornography and then we'll go on to, to gaming violence. Um, because both of these things, they really lean and tap into two massive impulses you have. Um, they dangle a carrot for you. Um, that is stirring something inside of you. I should say they dangle like a piece of bacon because carrots are gross. Um, so they dangle like meat for you to come and get it. And, uh, and that is this. Uh, God made you to be a lover um, and God made you to be a fighter. Uh, both of those things are true. And, uh, and what pornography and, and violence kind of does is it comes in and it takes those things and it turns them in on ourselves to where you are looking for, um, when you look into pornography, you're looking for the sex, but you don't want the intimacy. Um, if you talk to your youth leader and he's candid with you, it is a wildly scary thing to approach a woman in that way. Um, and so pornography comes in and says, here, you can have whatever you want. Look at whatever you want, uh, whatever style you want. Uh, just It's all for you to sit here and take. Um, but you don't know the person on the screen. You don't have to interact with them. Um, after six or seven minutes, or however long it takes you, you can turn it off. And then um, you don't have to think about it again until the next time you turn your phone on. Um, and so what that does is it brings in... Um, Something uh, It says something about your heart. Your heart is built for this. You're built uh, to chase after a woman, have her fall in love with you, raise a family. All that stuff is good. Um, pornography kills it. Uh, and it kills a part of you. Um, I remember the first time I saw it. Uh, nine years old. Um, and I told you I would tell you the story. Um, I was nine years old. Uh, I had a weird uncle named Burton who um, he was married to my aunt. Her name was Patty. And Burton drank a lot and Patty didn't like that. And so she kicked him out of the house. And uh, he didn't have anywhere to live. And at our house we used to raise goats. 
Uh, we had goats, and we had some pigs, and then we had a huge garden. That was kind of what we did. Um, and the goats, goats are dumb and terrible. Uh, my wife wants one, and I'm like, they're stupid. Let's just get another dog, or ten. Um, at least you can like fetch with them. Uh, goats are, are the worst, and so my dad kind of hated them because they just kind of wreck everything. So we got rid of the goats, but we had this goat shed. And uh, Uncle Burton needed a place to stay, and he came to us and said, Hey, we need a place to stay, or I need a place to stay. But Dad's like, well, you know, there were eight of us in a really small house. He's like, you can't live with us. Well, we got this goat shed out here. If you want, like, if you want that. And so Uncle Burton went in. He like got all the poop out. He closed up the like the rampway, and he like hung a bed from the ceiling, and he slept in our goat shed for uh, way too long, uh, way longer than anybody should. And uh, and my mom like came up to me and my brother, and she was like, "Hey, don't go near him, really. Like, kind of stay away from Uncle Burton. He's kind of weird." Um, but one one day, my brother and I were kind of playing outside, and we got curious, and uh, Uncle Burton went in his goat shed, and so we walked in, and under his bed that he had hung from the ceiling, there was a huge stack of. Uh, dirty magazines uh a magazine is this thing it's like a little book it's almost like a book it's about this big uh you can flip it it doesn't have a hard cover it's soft um and uh we my brother and i just started looking at it and i didn't know what it was really um my brother was uh, he's two years older than me so he was kind of in he was kind of hitting puberty at that time i wasn't so i didn't feel anything but i just knew like ooh, i kind of like what i'm looking at and um, and I really wish I never would have. Um, Richie was talking on Sunday about that like little kid at camp that he hated. I kind of hate that nine-year-old kid that looked at porn that day because um, really ever since then, like you never forget those images. And um, for for myself, when I talk with my students, um, it's not. A, hey, do you look at porn? It's how often. Because you have it, like, it's right here. Um, I had to go to my weird Uncle Burton's shed to see it. Or down to the corner store. Or uh, I got a computer when I was 17. I bought my first desktop. A desktop computer you plug in the wall. And it sits kind of on the desk. Um... And I got one of those, and it was like my mom let me put it in my room for whatever reason, and that was really bad. You can't unsee that kind of stuff. And um, so what it, is, what it does is it comes in and really takes that part of you that says, uh, I know that I was designed for something bigger than this. Um, I know I was designed for something better, uh, but I think I'll just settle. And, 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 and please hear me say this. Uh, Jesus is with you and Jesus is for you. Um, like I said, it's not a, a, I know boys, so I'm going to make the same assumption. Uh, it's not an if, it's a how often. Um, and, and Jesus will, will come in to you and on that spot where you're the most broken, um, where the sexuality has spiraled out of control, um, where it's made you even too scared to even talk to girls. Um, it's your, it becomes your default the second you get to your room and close your door. Um, Jesus comes into that and says, Hey, I'm, I'm with you. And I know that there's shame here. Um, and I know that what you're looking for is far bigger than this. Um, he'll walk you through it. He really will. 
Um, we see folks overcome uh, this, I, I guess you'd call it addiction, I don't really know, I'm not a psychologist, um, but we see people overcome this. Uh, there's a way out. Um, you're not, uh, even though it feels as if you're a slave to it, Jesus has come in and broken down that door, and he will drag you out if you'll let him. Um, he'll take you out. Um, because when love is not built on, express, on an expression of giving, uh, love at the, at the very basic definition is giving and not taking. Um, pornography is taking and not giving. Um, unless you pay for it, and then you're just fiscally irresponsible. Um, it's all taking and no giving. Um, and when we look back at Adam's job description, all the way back in Genesis, that's not how you were designed to be. Uh, you were designed to receive from God and give to the world. And uh, But there's a way out, gentlemen. Um, it's not hopeless. Uh, as long as you have breath in your lungs, hope's not dead. Uh, there are two places that hope is dead. Uh, one's in hell, where hope is gone. And the other in heaven, where hope is realized. As long as we're here, you have hope. Um, as long as you're here, there's a way out. Uh, it doesn't matter how deep that hole is. Um, and the way out is confession. Uh, it's confession to Jesus. God, I did it again. Richie talked about this last night. The prayer can just be help. Um, take this desire away, whatever it needs to be, um, there's a way out. And uh, it's confession to Jesus and confessing to someone who loves Jesus more than you and that you trust. Um, I wouldn't, if I were you, probably go to like your little sister and say this, right? That'd be unwise. Um but you're going to hear me say this phrase a lot today. You have a built-in confession booth, uh, and it's your youth pastor. And um, I know a lot of them that are here. I know a lot of your, your youth pastors. And uh, I know them decently well. You're not going to surprise them. Uh, you're not going to shock them. One, they've probably been there. Uh, and two, we, we know you. Right? This is why we bring you here, why we spend time with you, to get to know you and know your heart and build that trust. Uh, confess to Jesus. Uh, tell your youth leader you're not going to shock him. Um, everything God created is good. Uh, we saw that uh, in the creation story in Genesis. Uh, and what we have done is taken these good things and, and really twisted them. And we know that with every song you hear, unless it's trap rap, um, every song you hear, every movie you watch, love moves the world. Um, that's because God is love and God is the one making it spin, right? Love moves the world. Uh, so that desire in you for what you're looking for isn't wrong. Um, what Satan does is, uh, is that he just plagiarizes. Y'all ever, you know what that is, like you steal somebody's paper at school or whatever? Um, don't give them credit. Satan plagiarizes all that God does. Satan can't create anything, right? He's not powerful that way. Uh, so what he does is he takes what God has made, and then he twists it. And he couldn't create anything, so he just made a fake. Um, just cranking out fake IDs. Uh, God made you to be a lover. 
uh, lean hard into that. Uh, find a youth pastor, find a pastor, find a counselor. Um, talk through those things. Um, it's huge. And, uh, and, I'll, and I'll say this, because I also work with girls a lot. Y'all, they're, they're dying for, for boys that will just step up like this. They understand pornography, right? It's not, it's not our secret. It's not secret to this room. Um, but the world and, and, and what you're desiring for a girl to love you, like they're, they're waiting on this. And they don't need us anymore, right? It's not the 50s. Um, they're kicking our butts in school. They're kicking our butts in college. They're kicking our butts in the workforce. Um, and, and I think it all goes back to this. Um, it all goes back to the passivity of Adam way long ago. Um, so he made you to be a lover. Lean into that. Um, come find me today when we're walking around. If you have any questions, I'd love to talk to you about it. Um, but God also made you to be a fighter. Uh, he made us to be fighters. Um, he, made, he made us to be warriors. Uh, God is a warrior. Uh, he's strong. He's mighty in battle. Um, those The stories of a... You know, like I said the other day, the movies like 13 Hours, movies like that where there's a fight that a guy has to overcome, those stir our hearts. Um, the question we have to ask ourselves is what will we fight for? Uh, my group was walking downtown Estes yesterday, and this drunk dude rolled up on one of our students, like one of my students, and uh, he was kind of in the way, like... This, my buddy is pretty oblivious, so it doesn't surprise me that he was in his way. Um, but he kind of bumped into him, and he was like, "Hey, good boy," you know, like, like just wanting to fight him, right? We know that that's not manly, right? That's frat boy confidence. That's not that's not masculinity. Um, that's a little bit of liquid courage running through your veins. Um, God made us to be a fighter, and, he, and we have to ask the question, what are we fighting for? Um, will you find it where God intends? Or will you just be foolish with it? Um, if we look at, at the book of Job, you all know the story of Job. Uh, he, super rich guy. Uh, God and Satan are having a discussion. Satan said, he's only, he's only faithful to you because you gave him all this stuff. God says, well, I'll take it all away. Or rather, you'll take it all away. You just can't kill him. Um, so he gets, he loses his house, loses his farm. He gets covered in boils. Um, his hair falls out. Uh, loses all his kids. Uh, really bad deal. And he's sitting there in Job uh, chapter 29. And he's talking to the elders at the gate in Jerusalem. And he says, I fought for the widow. I fought for the blind, I fought for the lame, and I'm a father to the poor. I broke the fangs of the wicked and plucked the victims from their teeth. Biblical fighting and digital fighting could not be more opposed to each other. Um, I made my Grand Theft Auto joke the other day, right? That's digital fighting. That's just beating up hookers, beating up people at stoplights, taking their money, taking their cars, um, just just to watch the world burn, right? Um... Biblical fighting comes in and it looks like what we see with King David when Goliath is, is spouting lies at Israel, making fun of them, uh, calling them a bunch of pipsqueaks, like a bunch of idiots, you can't do anything. Um, and David's in this field. Even the king, Saul, is afraid to step up. But you got a little shepherd boy, David, in a field. And they go and find him and he says, hey, when a bear comes in here, 
and takes my sheep, I rip the sheep out of its mouth. When a lion comes in and gets one of my sheep, I smack it in the head with a, cl- with a club. Smack it in the head with a club and take the sheep out of its mouth. God has saved me from the mouth of the bear or the mouth of the lion and He'll save me from this stupid Philistine. That's what biblical fighting is. To come in and look at those around you, at the world around you, and say, if I'm going to fight, it's got to be for a just cause. It's got to be for the kingdom. Um, Biblical fighting causes you to fight for a just cause. Digital fighting causes you to just fight for your own entertainment. Um, It's it's like just sitting and watching MMA. Um, I kind of like MMA. but I actually just watch pro wrestling because I like to watch people fight but not really get hurt. So that's why I do that. Um, because needless violence in God's kingdom, there's no place for it. We actually have a commandment against this, right? You shall not kill. Uh, that goes further than just actually killing someone. It's you don't beat the snot out of somebody who's made in the image of God. Um, it's why we love good books. It's why we love good movies because deep down men are longing for a noble fight. Um, in porn, women are an object you use instead of something you love. Um, gaming makes you hyper-aggressive and it just breeds cowardice. Um, and, and Again, when I say that, I'm talking kind of the nonsensical games that are just weird. Um, I see this a lot with, really with our middle schoolers, because they're the ones who are probably the most soaked in this, um, who are just terrible to each other. And uh, and uh, they wanted to go play paintball. Bobby was with us. This is at, um, we were barefoot at this camp, kind of north of Nashville. And all these guys were like, oh, we're going to get there to the paintball field. We're going to shoot each other. It's going to be awesome. And we get on the paintball field. The first one gets shot. They all throw down their guns. <laughs> they're like, oh, hell, that hurt. <laughs> and and this girl, it's really funny, this little girl backed them down, this girl named Elise, and she said, oh, it's not like Fortnite, now is it? <laughs> like a girl backed these boys down. And they're like, oh, no, it's fine, I'm good. Um, real, real fighting um, has a danger to it. Um, Gaming gives you violence without the danger. Um, when Job said that he broke the poor out of the fangs of the wicked, David fighting um, the bears and the lions, Jesus walking into the temple when there are folks there who has made, have made his house um, a marketplace, and he fashions a whip. Right? He didn't run in just swinging. He took the time to make a whip. Jesus was patient. And then he just went in and started smacking folks. Um, And then it comes to your heart. And it came to you. And Jesus said, I'm going to fight till it kills me to bring you in. Y'all, when you're stuck in pornography, when you're stuck in violence, uh, when you're stuck in your anxiety and your depression... Uh, the way out is to see Jesus walking, bleeding, and dying for you. That's it. Uh, you can pop a bunch of medicine. I'm for it. I love, I love medicine. Uh, you can put covenant eyes on your phone. You can lock down the passwords. You can take your Xbox and throw it in a lake. Uh, we saw this in the Bible. The eunuchs would literally chop their balls off. 
and they still longed after women. You can put all these things in place, and y'all, they're good. Covenant eyes is a great thing to have on your phone. But it is just a levee of sandbags built to hold the water back until you can get the dam up. Uh, and the dam is your identity in Jesus. To say to, to that, you can come here and no further. Because you don't define me. God tells me who I am. Uh, digital fighting, uh, biblical, uh, biblical fighting is noble. Right? If I walked up to Bobby's wife and I smacked her, I would expect Bobby to kick my ass, right? That's noble. Um, there's, there's fighting that needs to happen. We've got to fight for the poor in our cities. We've got to fight for the nerds in our school. Um, you, you fight when you see God's image being assaulted. That's a good thing. There are just wars. Uh, there, there are just battles. Uh, world War II, probably the prime example of this for y'all, right? Um, evil's taken over the world, quite literally. We had to fight to knock it back. Um, that's good. Uh, and that's noble because, again, it says something about you. It's tapping into something God made for, for you. And this comes through discipline. Discipline is really the way to freedom here. Um, we'll start with spiritual disciplines. It's things like reading the Bible, uh, praying, going to church, uh, community, talking to friends about this, talking to youth leaders about it, uh, taking the sacraments at church. Um, when you do all these things, we don't just tell you to wake up, go to breakfast, do your devotionals because we want to like occupy you for a few minutes. Um, we want to say we're going to back you up in front of this dump truck of blessing that's about to be poured on your head. That's what the spiritual disciplines are. Are they boring? Of course. Right? It's boring to sit and read. I hate it. I have to actually listen to someone read the Bible on my phone because I hate reading so much. Um, and we've made it way too complicated almost. Um, when I read the Bible, we all, I'll give you a quick little pro tip. Um, I start with a heading right here. It says Jesus rejected at Nazareth. I'll just read down to the next heading. Sometimes it's four verses. Sometimes it's eight. It's never more than like 20. Um, and then I put the Bible down. And I ask two questions. What does it say about God? And what does it ask of me? And then I go brush my teeth and I go to work. Um, you don't have to have three-hour quiet times. Are three-hour quiet times good? Absolutely. Um, for you, practice is far more important than perfection. You're going to miss a day, and that's fine. Um, we go back to God's Word, we go to God's people, we go to God's church, because that's where He tells us that He's going to meet us. He has promised you, I'll be at church on Sunday. He's promised you, I'll be here in the Word. He's promised you, I'll be with you out there. Uh, God's Word, God's creation, God's house. Uh, that's where you'll find them. Um, discipline is so important. Uh, if you ever talk to someone who's served overseas, um, served in the military, uh, they're going to tell you that boot camp is the worst thing in the world. Um, do we have any athletes in here? Y'all play, anybody play football? Uh, do y'all do summer practice, two-a-days? Are those fun? Yeah, right? Um, before football season starts, you go out in the summer heat twice a day. You're puking, you're running, uh, you're running sprints, you're running gassers. You're doing all this stuff. You go into the military. Before you can ever, ever set foot overseas in a fight, they take you to boot camp and beat the hell out of you. 
um, because they know that uh, what you need over there can only be made like here. Who you're going to be on the football field, uh, who you're going to be in battle, uh, who you're going to be. Uh, my buddy Graham here has a band and they play shows around town and it's awesome. Um, but Graham practices, right? Uh, discipline, practice. That's what Bible reading is. That's what church is. Uh, it's preparing us for heaven, uh, for what we're going to find there. Uh, we can get a little taste of that here. Um, and I'll close really with, uh, we've got probably 10 more minutes or so, but sort of some external things um, that I have learned. And you can take them or leave them, but they're probably pretty good. Um, external things that will really make you a better man. Um, you're going to like some of them, you'll hate some of them. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll do four or five. Uh, the first is work. Um, nobody works anymore. Um, at our, uh, in our group, uh, if you want to come on a trip like this, um, you know, this, these trips aren't cheap. For our folks, it's 8.50 to get out here. Um, and I tell parents this. I'll cash any check that comes on my desk. So if you want to write me a check for $850, i will take it. Um, if you want to write me a check for 300 and then your kid can come and work for me, and they can raise the remaining cost, I'll cash that check too. Um, we, have a, we call it Rent-A-Minion. Folks in our church can come get folks like Graham and Trent to go out and do the work that they don't want to do. This is what happens when you listen where rich people are. Uh, they pay you to do things they don't want to do. Um, and you can lay mulch, you can dig holes, uh, you can take trash to the dump, um, and you get some money for it and you get to come camp. Uh, physical labor, it's about learning to show up every day. Uh, this is why I always encourage our folks to get jobs, um, even if they don't really need it, right? Go down to the country club, wash golf carts. Uh, you can, uh, I always tell them, hey, go buy a lawnmower and a weed eater and just walk around your neighborhood. Uh, you can make a lot of money that way. Um, but it teaches us what it's like to show up every day. Uh, to, um, it's not about making money, like I said, in the first day. Um, because money, money's great, but money's what you deserve from work. The reward from work um, is the job itself. Is to look back at look something and say it's beautiful. Um, I would, I really would encourage you to, because you're going to be tempted to just play around until you're 22. Um, you're going to play around in high school. You're going to get to college, drink a bunch, play around there, and then you're going to turn 22. They're going to give you a diploma. You're going to walk out the door, and then you're going to ask somebody to give you a job. And you're going to expect them to give you a job because you have a diploma. I hire people all the time. We don't care about the diploma. Um, work hard. Work hard on your GPA. That's a big deal. I don't want you to be lazy. But don't put your hope in it. Um, you put your hope in your character, uh, into your ethic. Uh, second is manners. These are huge. Uh, shaking, look people in the eye when you shake their hand, open the door, uh, letting people in in front of you, things like that. Yes, sir, no, ma'am, all that kind of stuff. Um, manners are important. Uh, having hobbies, big deal. Uh, do something that you love to do for the sake of what you love to do. Um, and if that's playing video games, do it. Like That's fine. Uh, be careful with it. Uh, but find things you like to do. Learn how to build stuff. Learn how to make stuff. All that stuff's good. Um, and then to have a mentor. Uh, this is built in for you, right? You have a youth pastor. Um, 
to go to a youth pastor, someone in your church, someone you know, you know, a coach, teacher, or whatever, uh, and find somebody who will show you the landmines, uh, someone who will, you know, talk to you about what it's like to have a job, uh, talk to you about what it's like to raise a family, talk to you about what it's like to ask a girl out on a date. Um, those kind of things are huge. Which brings me to my next point. Um, talk to girls face to face. Uh, when I talked to the middle schoolers, I accidentally said talk to girls mouth to mouth. And I was like, no, I don't mean that. Sorry. I was so sorry. Uh, I said talk to them face to face. You can, you know, it doesn't cost much to go out to the volleyball court, get a girl's Snapchat, and then like go back to your room. Um, if you're going to go to the volleyball court and go through the effort of getting her Snapchat, just take her to the snack bar. I'll buy you two the milkshakes. And you can sit there. Not all of you. The first one that comes to me will. You can get that. I don't have that much money. Um, Talk to girls face to face. Respect them, right? Um, don't fart in front of them. Like all this stuff, it's, it's, this is day one stuff, right? Um, respectable. Uh, give them shotgun. Give them the good seat in the van. Um, respectable men is what we're after. Um, and and lastly, gentlemen, and we'll close with this. Um, it's going to take a lot of courage to do this. I understand that what I'm saying is not easy. Or it, it might sound easy when I'm saying it. It's not. Um, I know more than you do how hard this is. Um, and it takes a lot of courage. Um, and God is the giver of courage. God is the giver of wisdom. Um, John Wayne. I love John Wayne movies. Uh, he said that courage is being scared to death but saddling up anyway. Um, you're go- it's going to be scary. Um, being a man of God in this world is going to be scary. I used to think when I was a kid, like when my youth pastor would tell me this kind of stuff, that like I was going to be persecuted and like have beer bottles thrown at my head and stuff like that. That never happened. It, it probably won't happen to you. Um, but I will say this. Uh, the world thinks it's strange. Uh, what we do here is weird to the world. It's weird to my dad. He's like, you get paid to hang out with people? Yes, Dad. I get paid more than you do. I don't say that to him. Um, I hate, <laughs> that would be the worst thing to say to him. Um, it's, uh, we look at this, and, re- and you have to realize it's going to take courage. It's going to take courage, and it's going to take each other. Um, you ever watch the, if you haven't seen the Band of Brothers miniseries, go watch it. Um, there's some gospel implications in there, but there's also some really rough stuff, so just be careful. Um, it takes... All of us uh, banding together, uh, shoulder to shoulder, and charging the world. Uh, this is why um, this is what pornography steals from you. It steals your courage. Um, it steals your it steals your will to fight. Uh, one of my friends said that he told his boy one time. This kind of funny. Uh, he told his son after he walked in on him looking at stuff um, with his pants down, and. Um, he walked in and he said, Son, a man is supposed to advance the kingdom and charge hell. And you can't charge hell with your pants around your ankles. Um, gentlemen, you can't charge hell with your pants around your ankles. Uh, you can't charge hell when you're sleeping all day. Um, God has given us a mission to go out and make this world a better place to live. For as much as we're able. Um, 
It's not about being able to grow a beard. It's not being able to bench press 315. Um, it's none of that stuff. Uh, God is, is way too big to be put in that box. Um, so as we close, uh, it's, been, it's been a joy to teach this class. I've, I've loved this. This has been really fun. Um, I've loved getting to know you. I've loved talking to you around camp. Um, when you go back home, uh, remember what God has done here uh, and trust Him for what He will do. Uh, go into the world, uh, go get jobs, go find a wife, go have a bunch of kids, uh, go scurry up rocks, go jump in lakes, um, and and just go live life. Um, as, a, as an old man talking to you, we love to see this. Uh, it's why our youth pastors give a week of their lives to this kind of stuff. Uh, we love to see you come alive. Um, God is the source of all that. So let me pray for us, um, and I'll get you out. Uh, Jesus, we love you. Um, I pray for my friends here um, that the world has stacked the deck against them, um, but you have told us that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Um, it is you who told Gideon to whittle his army down from 10,000 to 300. Um, it is you who said that the Lord will fight for you. We only have to be still. And so, God, we ask that um, you fight for us, you fight with us, uh, you teach us how to fight, teach us how to love, um, teach us how to be a man that this world is not worthy of. And it's in your name we do pray. Amen.